It's National Signing Day on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, so make sure you go check us out there as well. And it is, as I said in the open, National Signing Day or the first day of the early signing period for the 2023 college football recruiting class. And as is typical on National Signing Day, there was a lot going on. It started early for the Aggies as one of their commitments submitted his national letter of intent at somewhere in the neighborhood of 6.30 in the morning, college station time. Um, So obviously, Nikhil Bertrand, who's the the offensive lineman from, from uh, the Philadelphia area, very excited to be part of the A&M class, signed at 7.30 local time there and submitted his paperwork. Fantastic news for the Aggies. We're going to get to the rest of the class, but there was a lot going on across the country, including, you know, Oregon seems like flipping three or four players throughout the day. Some big time news there. Austin Novosad, a guy we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Peyton Bowen, a guy who we've talked about a lot on this podcast, also announcing he would be signing with Oregon um, as of this recording about 4.30 on Wednesday. That paperwork had apparently not been received by Oregon yet. So that's an interesting development that there may be some some conversations going on. Um, We know that A&M was sort of third or fourth in that recruitment, but you just never know. to start with the AM class in terms of who they did sign, who signed today, they've received 16 letters of intent. 14 of those were guys who were committed to the class all the way up to yesterday. Two of those guys were guys who had not formally committed to AM um, but wound up signing with AM. And then they have two guys who had been committed but who are not signing today for various reasons and the the name the headliner the name really the headliner for the entire class is dj hicks who in september committed to the aggies over oklahoma and oregon and some other places took some visits around other places in the the ending period leading up to signing day was in college station this past weekend and all belief is that david hicks dj hicks will be signing with A&M, he is signing on Friday. Um, apparently, there's some some family obligations that they have going on, uh, some unforeseen events that came up that they had to push that back. There are whispers about what's going on there, but that's not my story to tell necessarily uh, as to why he decided to sign Friday instead of Wednesday. Uh, but DJ is going to sign on Friday. And the guys who are closest to this stuff all say they believe that DJ will sign with the Aggies, even to the extent that 
on the signing day show on Texags this morning, they had his dad, David Hicks, who is the head, the new head coach at Katie Paytow High School, where David Hicks, DJ Hicks, goes has played his senior year. They had him on the show this morning. So um, I think it's pretty safe to say, or not pretty safe to say, it's nothing's ever safe to say until the names are on the paper and the paper is received, as we can see with what's going on with Peyton Bowen. But um, the assumption right now is that DJ Hicks will sign and will be an Aggie. The other guy who is committed to AM but has not yet signed is Samu, Samu Tamuanu Pepe. Trying to get better at saying his name because I think he's going to be a really fantastic player for AM, even though he only carries a three-star rating. I think he's going to be just unbelievable in the middle of the defense. Um, I think his birthday is coming up in the next couple of days, and his plan is to announce his signing on his birthday. So that's that's sort of that that's going on. Um, but to, in terms of the class that AM did sign, the biggest name, and we've talked about it a lot, we're going we're gonna to go down the 24-7 board here in terms of their highest-ranked players down to, to the lower-ranked players. Um, Ruben Owens is the guy. He's a five-star. He's a top 25 national prospect, one of the top one or two running backs in the country, depending on the rating that you look at. Uh, El Campo, Texas, unbelievable player. He is going to have a chance to walk in on the first day of his first fall camp. Um, even, you know, he's signing now, enrolling in January, going to be a, an early enrollee and going to be in spring football. But when he gets to fall camp, he's going to have the opportunity to compete for um, a lot of playing time and a lot of touches with Amari Daniels and Le'Veon Moss. Um, next on the list, Chase Basantis, top 50 player in the class, one of the top couple of offensive linemen in the entire class the best player in the state of New Jersey, according to uh, 24-7. Just an absolute mauler and monster. We're going to jump out of order because I feel like we have to talk about Chase Basantis and TJ Shanahan, the Austin Westlake um, offensive lineman who also signed with AM today. We almost have to talk about those two together just because the combination of size, skill, um, athleticism, but on top of all of that stuff, the attitude that they play with and the way they finish blocks and the way they finish plays is exactly what you want in your offensive linemen. And to add two of those guys in one class and to roll into the next few years with hopefully those two guys in the fold along with some of the other young guys that you have, Cam Dewberry, who played some at the end of the year and is probably be a starter going into next year and uh, a lot of young guys in the offensive line room that attitude that kind of stuff can really really be infectious and it's really exciting to see that coming uh, Bravion Rogers four-star cornerback defensive back from LaGrange had committed to AM, then decommitted from AM. one of the first guys to sign his paperwork was in relatively early another guy who had his had his stuff in early Dalton Brooks from Shiner and these two guys, you know, small town Texas prospects are exactly the kind of guys that um, that A&M should just own those recruiting areas because that is what Texas A&M football has been for so long. So these two 
top both of them Bravion's a top 70 player Dalton's a top 90 player 64th and 87th overall in the country and both top 20 in the state of Texas and that tells you a lot about about those guys then you add the one guy who was committed to A&M but hadn't but there were some questions maybe a little bit going into signing day today about about a flip risk. And that's Javon Thomas, uh, the South Oak Cliff cornerback. We talked a little bit about how he wore TCU gloves in the state championship game against Port Natchez Groves uh, last week. And it caused a big uproar and a whole lot of, of consternation and concern among A&M fans. Uh, turns out there was no... TCU made a push, but ultimately signs with A&M today and is, you know, another one of those very highly regarded top 20 players in the state of Texas, just outside the national top 100 and just a really, really, really good dynamic player who, you know, played on a, a lot of these guys are the best player or one of the best couple of players on their high school team. And when you have situations like that, you do a lot of different things. You can watch Javon Thomas carry the ball as a running back and catch it as a wide receiver at South Oak Cliff. And that's on a state championship level team at one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest levels in the state. So another really high quality player. Before we continue with the rest of the class, and we get to really a group of three guys in this next segment that were probably the biggest, most noteworthy late ads in the class. And maybe we'll add a couple more guys to that group that are a little further down the rankings, but also really important late ads, including probably the biggest signing day ad of the class for AM, or really the biggest signing day ad of the class for AM. I'm really excited to tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the number one source for sports betting information, statistics, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, which we are about to be right in the heat of, to basketball, all of it, college, NBA. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. And guys, thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen today and every day. Make sure you go check out Locked On Sports today as well. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, 
back to the A&M recruiting class with Micah Tease. Micah Tease is a four-star classified as an athlete by 24-7. He's going to be a wide receiver. And he is one of the top two or three players in the state of Texas. A lot of people can, or excuse me, the state of Oklahoma. He's out of Tulsa, Booker T. Washington High School in Tulsa. And he is, you know, one of the best players in the state and just a really dynamic player with the ball in his hands and down the field. Um, Not a huge guy listed at 5'11", 180 by 24-7, but a really important add to this A&M class. And we talked a lot in the weeks leading up to the end of the season and as we moved into recruiting season about the lack of skill position players in this A&M class on the offensive side of the ball. And we've already now talked about Ruben Owens, the running back. We've now talked about Micah Tease, a wide receiver, a four-star wide receiver, top 200 in the nation, top 10 listed athlete, according to 24-7, one of the highest-ranked players in the state of Oklahoma. Now we move to Jaden Platt, who is a tight end from Eaton, from Hazlitt Eaton, who has been a long-time commitment to Stanford before earlier this week after his visit to College Station this weekend. He did decommit from Stanford and flip over and make a commitment to A&M. And you add those, you add Jaden, who is a six foot five, 235, according to 24 seven pound tight end. That is a full grown tight end. And he, even at that weight and that size, he's got the opportunity to come into a college weight program like Texas A&M and really over the course of the next year or two, really change the way his body is made up and really take advantage of um, how good he is down the field as a receiver. And on top of that, you watch this guy block and part of it's being 6'5", 240 at the high school level playing tight end. Um, he just tosses dudes around, even though his he's got a lot of technique work to have to do as a blocker, which all of these guys will, because a lot of them come from, you know, being, you know, TJ Shanahan is 6'4", 310. Chase Basantis is 6'5", 290. Jaden Platt is 6'5", 240. And these guys are just bigger and stronger and more athletic than almost every single person they line up across from at the high school level. Um, he's got a lot of work to do technique-wise as a blocker, but just a really dynamic player down the field. And an aerospace engineering major who wants to work for NASA or SpaceX once he uh, finishes playing football. So super intelligent kid, obviously committed to Stanford, decides to come to A&M. Lots of really high-level academics involved there, high-level engineering. Um, One of the top top, the 39th rated player in Texas, the number 11 tight end in the class, and he's going to have time to come in and develop, come in behind the three tight ends that committed last year. He's a guy they didn't have to add at this position, but they really targeted him early in the process and then just stayed in contact with him. And then the turnover that happened at Stanford over the course of the last couple of weeks really, I think, opened up the door to allow that to happen. And then another 
offensive skill player. We went from having no offensive skill players to talk about in this recruiting class for A&M to over the course of a week and a half or two weeks, having a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and a quarterback who are four stars or higher in this class like that. And that is Marcel Reed, the uh, the Nashville quarterback who spent almost the entire recruiting cycle committed to Ole Miss. And then again, stayed in touch with AM. AM had quite the journey with the quarterback position in this 2022 or 2023 class. Um, since Eli Holstein committed very early, decommitted, AM went after um, some other guys. They were in on Dante Moore, they were in on Jaden Rashada, they were in on some of these other guys, had Malachi Nelson in at the barbecue uh, pool party. And we're really, really um, interested in and tried to work to recruit Austin Novosad away from Baylor, who wound up flipping to Oregon at the last minute, by the way, after Dante Moore flips from Oregon to UCLA. So quite a lot of dominoes falling in the quarterback conversation very late in the process here. Um, but Marcel Reed is a dynamic, really dual threat quarterback. And by that, what I mean is he can – he can beat a team throwing the ball with his arm. He can beat a team running the ball with his legs. And on top of that, he can use his legs to create opportunities to throw, which is extremely key. And he feels like the guy, when you watch him play, he feels like the kind of guy who doesn't panic when things break down around him and has that ability to improvise and understand what's happening and and turn questionable situations into into really positive situations for his team. He's a, the 18th ranked quarterback in the country, according to 24-7. Uh, so again, another really high level prospect. And that's gonna just be a consistent story of this process. So, and then we get to some other guys, the, the last three sort of late ads that we'll talk about are Ryland Kennedy, who is like a really crazy story of a guy who played like middle school football and then went away from football for a little while. And I don't, I don't know the whole story but behind why he went away from football, but went away from football and went to, I want to say, played, just played basketball and track and field. And so 2022 is the only season of high school football that he played as a senior at Mansfield Lake Ridge High School. He's a six foot four, 210 plus pound edge rusher. And as the season wrapped up and as these sort of things started to happen, he wound up with a boatload of offers. He wound up with eight offers, Auburn, Cal, I think Texas was in there. Um, yeah, Texas, USC, Washington, all got in on making offers to Ryland Kennedy, and he pretty quickly made the decision he was going to commit to AM. It did not take very long. Um, another guy AM added late in the process, a flip from Baylor is Temple linebacker Torian York. And there's a video floating around Twitter of Torian after he committed to AM a couple of days ago. Um, 
and you can just see how much it means to him. Um, he's a guy who didn't have a ton of offers for most of his high school career and really didn't have didn't have a ton of big time offers. And by that, you know, probably most of his offers were places like Western Kentucky, UTSA, Tulsa, Tulane. Also had an Ole Miss, a Colorado, a Duke, and then obviously was committed to Baylor. And if you know anything about Duke and Baylor, the head coach at Duke is Mike Elko, who used to be the A&M defensive coordinator that had the A&M defense really rolling for a few years before he left the last season and was replaced by DJ Durkin. And then, uh, and then Todd Aranda, the, uh, the, the head coach at Baylor, is one of the best defensive coaches in the country. Both of those guys were in on Torian York and wanted Torian York to come play for them. He made visits to Duke and Baylor, committed to Baylor, and now he's an Aggie. And you can see it in his conversation and his, um, and the way he talks about this process and the hard work that he met, that he put in when you watch him play, this guy makes every single tackle at Temple, which is a, a big high school football, a big high school and a big program that this guy makes every single tackle at six foot two twenty. So little on the shorter end, but size wise, right at uh, weight wise, what a, college and even NFL linebacker plays at right now and makes every tackle really great instincts chance Johnson another guy another linebacker late offer from AM, who's actually from college station high school and college station high school is not very old it's been around you know maybe 10 years and they're one of the best high school football programs in the the state they won two or they went to the state championship two years in a row went 13 and three this year as and wound up the runner-up in 5a in texas state 5a playoffs went 15 and one in 2021 in chances junior year and he is chances on the track team trance chance is you know Another one of these linebackers who um, has connection to AM, has very local kid, obviously goes to College Station High School. Um, this is a guy who has a chance to be, by the time it gets to, by the time he's a, he finishes his freshman year going into his sophomore and junior season has a chance to be playing like much better than the three-star prospect that he is ranked as right now, as we sit while we are, while we're analyzing this recruiting class. As we get to the rest of the recruiting class for A&M, we have Colton Thomason, who is a four-star offensive lineman. He winds up way far down in the show because we got to these other guys um, who were late ads. But Colton Thomason, another four-star. Now, you don't want to talk about a big dude. This guy is 6'8", 325, according to 24-7, 
and you see him in pictures and in on tape next to his high school teammates, and he just looks like a mountain of a dude. Uh, Smithson Valley High School uh, went really deep in the playoffs this year. Um, Colton has been locked in with A&M since last summer, since the summer of 2021, and never wavered and has just been a guy who consistently worked to try to add guys to this class and one of those cornerstone guys who knows and understands what it means to be an Aggie and glad to have Colton be a part of the class. Damian Sanford, again, I can't believe we're talking about Damian this late in the show. Another four-star who, when he committed to A&M, at the end of the summer, early fall period, or excuse me, in the in the summertime, uh, he was a three-star, had an unbelievable senior season at Paytow, playing with David Hicks, DJ Hicks, and uh, now is a four-star edge rusher, 6'2", 210, and just makes every, just unbelievable player there from Damon, Damian as well. Uh, again, we talked about Nikhil Bertrand, or Betran, another <laughs> – Six foot seven, three ten. Like you think about these guys that AM is signing on the offensive line. We talked about Chase Basantis already, six five, two ninety. We talk about TJ Shanahan at six four three ten. We talk about Colton Thomason at six eight three twenty-five. And we talk about Nikhil Bertrand at six seven three ten. Just massive, massive human beings. And the last guy in the recruiting class who signed today for AM is Tyler White, who is the punter from South Lake Carroll, the number one punter in the country, um, left-footed guy, also a baseball player. I don't know if there's a – I think his brother is going to go play baseball somewhere um, next year also. Um, Getting the number one specialist in the country. AM's got a really long, rich history of punters going all the way back to like Shane Leckler and even further back than that. Um, Tyler White is now in line to line up behind Nick Constantino and be the next version of that guy um, at AM. And it's an exciting, overall, it's an exciting recruiting class for AM. It has been less headline grabbing for sure than what the AM class was in 2022 or what even some of the classes were in the couple of years before but it's headlined by two guys in DJ Hicks assuming he signs on Friday and Ruben Owens who are you know two of the five maybe maybe two of the three or four best players in the state of Texas um and like we went through another six, seven, eight, ten guys who are top 100 players in the country. Excuse me, five guys, including DJ Hicks, who are top 100 players in the country, three top 50 players in the country. As of right now, they sit 15th overall in 24-7's recruiting rankings. But they have by far the smallest class out of that top 15. AM has 18 commits. That's the 16 guys who have signed, plus Hicks and Samu, Samu Amanu Pepe. 
the next closest team in terms of quantity of players is Florida at 21, and Texas is only eight points behind them in the rankings. So another – so Florida has zero five-star players. They do have 19 four-stars, which is amazing and awesome. Uh, but another couple of four-star players added to AM's class in the, in the later signing period in February has the opportunity to push AM up even higher in the top 15, although it will probably be difficult to get up to the top 10 level to get past Tennessee or, uh, and get up into that top 10 class um, just because Tennessee's got 29 commits. Oregon is 32 commits as of right now. You know, the lowest number in the top 10 is Texas with 24. Um, so, and part of that is Texas is carrying, you know, Arch Manning, the number one prospect in the class, and Anthony Hill and um, several, uh, they've got four or five stars in their class. So, even with 24, they're up there with, oh, and then Ohio State's only got 20. So, they they are they are down there too, but they're at one five-star and 18 four-stars. So they've only got one three-star player and the rest of their class is, is five-stars and four-stars. So awesome day, National Signing Day. We're going to break down the class more as we go through the rest of the winter, spring, and summer as we get ready for the 2023 season. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today on National Signing Day. I am your host of Locked on Aggies, Joey Ikes. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on Aggies. You can find us on YouTube at Locked on Aggies as well. And please, now that you've made Locked on Aggies your first listen, go check out Locked on Sports today for the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Get instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked on's take of the day. Locked on Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, we will see you next time.